Hi there, I'm Angelica, your host and producer, and welcome aboard to our monthly podcast, Where To Next, brought to you by the Division of Global Affairs here at Kennesaw State University. In this space, we talk about all things student travel, from what to pack to navigating identity while abroad. So fasten your seatbelts, all of you globetrotters and adventure seekers, as we prepare for takeoff. Hey there, travelers. It's great to have you tuning in. For our first-time listeners, welcome. We're so glad you're here. And for our long-time listeners, it's always great to connect with you. With me is my co-host, Erin. Erin, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying this nice, crisp fall weather, and we have some travelers out, which is extremely exciting. So everything is fantastic here. How about you? I'm doing well. Same, likewise. I'm so excited we have travelers out. Um, it, I feel like it's been a very long time. <laughs> it's been a minute, yes. Yes, so it's, it's welcomed uh, to see the students excited about international travel. And yes, this fall weather. I like it. But in the mornings, it's like super cold for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It gets a little brisk and it was quite abrupt the seasonal change. So that did take a little getting used to again. It I will was admit. classic Georgia weather, right? <laughs> um, and it's interesting because uh, when I was fleshing out this episode, I was looking back at our archives and all the episodes that we did before in the past. And I realized that our first episode dropped around this time for October. Remember? Yes, it is our anniversary. Yeah. We're coming full circle. It's so exciting. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> yes, it's a huge milestone. Congratulations to, to us and to you primarily for all the hard work you put into this. It's been fun. It's been so worth it just to get this information out there. I feel like it's really needed. Um, and just to look at all the episodes that we've done, we've gone from like finances and travel to first time travelers to mental health. We've covered very important topics within international education. So I think the topic that we have today is fitting because we get to kind of pause and take a break and look back at everything that we've done, but also that DGA, Division of Global Affairs, has done in the past and really get a, a good grip on our history and where we came from and how it's shaped people. And we have one of those people with us today. <laughs> Our guest today, her name is Michelle Miller, and I believe she is one of the most fitting people to talk to about knowing where DJ came from in our history and how we've evolved over time. Michelle is the International Partnerships Manager with our International Student and Scholar Services here at KSU, and she has been an integral part of DGA, the Division of Global Affairs here at KSU. She has plus 20 years of experience in the field of international education and has really witnessed DGA and KSU grow and flourish. And I'm super excited that we get to speak with her today. And Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and actually, fun fact, travelers, it was actually Michelle that proposed this topic for today. So the purpose of this episode is to have some sort of an archive 
um, and that DGA, the DGA family can remember our history and how we really originated. So Michelle, let's go into it. You ready? Ready. Okay. Now, for those of you who are listening, Michelle has done it all, seen it all here at DGA. Um, she is a legend and she was with DGA at the beginning. And Michelle, can you go through just like an overview of what you've done, the units that you've served in? You have done a lot during your time here. This woman is decorated, y'all. I'm serious. <laughs> but can you give us a brief history of everything that you've done? Um, okay, so I came to DGA in uh, July of 1999. So I've been here for 22 years. And at that time, there was only three other people in our department. <laughs> uh, we were called international office. So there were four people that has an office of 23 right now. <laughs> right now, DGA has really, really grown. Um, so I've been in the same department, but we've gone through so many different titles. You know, in the beginning, we were international office, then we went to Office of International Programs, then we were called Institute for Global Initiatives, and to now what we're known as Division of Global Affairs. Um, so I've seen the expansion of from the beginning to what it is right now. Yeah, it sounds like you have quite the uh, institutional memory, and we're so excited to kind of walk down memory lane with you and hear about all of the iterations of international education here at KSU and kind of where we started and how we've evolved to where we are now. So can you tell us maybe a little bit about what you did in those initial days um, back in the late 1990s and in the early knots? <laughs> uh, so our office played a few different roles. Uh, we were still at that point working with the year ofs and um, that played a, a big part of one of the things that we did in our department. Uh, we were beginning study abroad. Study abroad was very small compared to what it is right now. Um, we started the exchange programs, uh, starting um, with having partners uh, around the world and starting to bring in scholars from around the world. So um, it was kind of the beginning of those initial things. Uh, that we see have grown so much right now. I remember our first scholar was from China and it was such an experience, you know, just working with the scholars and learning their cultures and seeing, you know, what Kennesaw means to them and what, how they play a role in teaching to our students. It's just so amazing what it has grown into, you know, just starting those early sparks of internationalization to what has grown into today. During your time here at DGA, what have you found to be one of the most important aspects or most important action items when it comes to being in this, in this realm, in this field? I think globalization and internationalization. It's important. Uh, I talk to students a lot about getting out of your comfort zone and learning about the world. A lot of times I tell students that if, if you go to your classes, you get all A's and you graduate, you've only done 50% of your, your education because learning at Kennesaw State is much more than just the classroom. 
and getting out of and, and learning uh, and meeting international students, international faculty, international programs, whether it's conversational programs, our buddy programs, all of that plays such an important role in uh, your learning at Kennesaw State and making you a well-rounded citizen, global citizen um, at Kennesaw State University. One of the things that I really would like to see more of is internationalizing the academia. And if we could somehow get involved in making that happen. Like for example, I had a student who was a, a student assistant with me and he studied African and African diasporas. So I asked him, have you ever been to Africa? And he said, no. I said, there's no way that a book could give you the understanding and the memories that travel can. I, I would like to see us kind of push that forward to make uh, travel and learning from our international population, whether it's students or scholars, because I've worked with both, and um, making that more of a part of their experience. I think it's so important. And it'll, it'll help them to have that empathy. Um, I remember going to South Korea and uh, not being able to speak the language and trying to get around where it was difficult to find someone at that point that knew English. So having that understanding to be in a place and to feel that and coming home and seeing maybe a student needs help. I understand where you're coming from you know, or um, that's the importance of travel and to experience different cultures. One of the biggest things that I totally enjoyed from working at KSU was learning different cultures and learning from the people that I meet. You know, I felt like I learned so much from them and um, even though they came here to learn so much from us. And I feel that's the same thing when a, a professor from um, our various international scholars teach in the classrooms. You know, they have so much to offer, not just the subject matter that they're teaching, but also they're bringing the world to KSU. And that's what I always say, is that our international students and our international scholars bring the world to KSU. And that's why they're so important. With the students, I definitely understand getting them out there, you know, pushing, pushing the students out the nest, at the KSU nest, making sure they fly and have their wings. But how can staff get involved and what role do we play within this internationalization? So one of the things that I did my best to do in the 22 years that I was here is to try to get involved. I wanted to understand what it was like to be a student. Um, so I, I um, took advantage of getting my undergrad and graduate at Kennesaw State. Uh, my undergrad was in social services and my graduate was in educational leadership. And I taught so I could understand what it was like, what was that role that a teacher has to play and how important that is. So I taught for seven years with the first year students programs and also get involved in activities. We have the Excel program, which is the leadership program for faculty and staff. We have conversational partners that staff could get involved. It's not just a student thing. And you can uh, you know, help with student, uh, international students. 
And also I, I play a part in leaderships, like being an advisor to the NAACP, Japanese club. And also we had a chapter of Phi Beta Delta, um, which is an international honor society. I was president and vice president of that. And I also helped out with the uh, NAACP students. So a staff can get involved in so many different things outside of just that office space and doing your regular job. You know, whether it be with student organizations and helping and advising them or your professional developments or any type of extra uh, curricular activities that, that KSU has to offer. And we have so much to offer. So just as much as I would say to a student, um, if you only go to classes, you only have 50% of your education. I feel the same way with staff. If you only go to work every day and go home, you miss out on so many opportunities that KSU has to offer. And I hope you don't mind me um, highlighting a little bit more of your legacy and about how you've become involved above and beyond um, what I would think would be even the call of duty for most staff members. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe you also helped uh, set up a scholarship opportunity for international students. Can you speak to us a little bit about that if you're comfortable? Um, so I wanted to give back in some kind of way. And um, I'm going to be retiring soon. So um, I wanted to make sure that I had something to give to the students because uh, the international students meant so much to me. So I started a, a scholarship for international students because I knew that um, a lot of the scholarships they're not available for because they are international students. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to endow it, but the money that I have gained and hopefully I can add more money to it, I plan on giving to several international students before I leave. Hopefully that's you know a contribution that um, I wanna give back. I tell, everybody that um, as a mother, I have a daughter in the military who's always out of the country for the past 17 years. And I know what it's like for uh, students who are here and their family's not here. And I feel like um, our office, especially our staff, has been the family that they know while they're here. You know, we show the empathy that they need and the care that they need while they're so far away from home. So that was important to me to start that and give back to the students. Oh, I definitely, I'm getting just welcoming vibes from you. And I feel like that goes such a long way, especially when you're a traveler. If you're in, if you're in a city that you don't know and a country at that, if you don't know, having that person to provide a space for you to share your experiences and especially to gain new experiences. I think that it's going to be bittersweet that you're retiring. You know, you've watched us grow and you've put in a lot of work into this and a lot of love and a lot of thoughtfulness in your programming and your intentionality. And now that you're leaving, which well-deserved you Again, you have a decorated experience and resume and all the things that you're leaving behind in order for us to uh, grow and add on that. It's, it's really good, but we're definitely going to miss you, Michelle. We absolutely, yes, you, you are a uh, quote unquote mama Michelle. And uh, I know that a lot of our students, um, they 
so many of their experiences and memories from their time at Kennesaw State, you are pivotal. You, you play such a prominent role in those experiences and memories for so many students and scholars. So before this episode out in the hallway, we were talking about uh, different challenges that DGA has seen over the years. And I remember one challenge that you were speaking about, and we'll talk about that challenge later on in the episode. But for those of us who are newer, since our team has grown, what is a challenge that we might not know about um, or that doesn't get as much recognition as you think it should? biggest challenge of course was COVID and I don't think I need to go into that because everybody knows what COVID meant. I was just going to mention quickly about just a tiny bit about QEP and what that meant during that period and how important that was. Uh, The QEP wasn't a difficult time because it was something bad happening but the QEP was a, a big collaboration that we had to do with Kennesaw State. What was the QEP? So it's the Quality Enhancement Plan And we have to do that every 10 years. And I think it began in 2005. We've done another one after this. This one was internationalization, global learning, and bringing together um, aspects related in the the curriculum and study abroad, extracurricular activities. But all of it had to do with global learning for engaged citizens. And we won the uh, Paul Simon Award for Comprehensive Internationalization. So that's a big thing. That's a huge deal. That's that's big. And that's why I I just wanted to mention that in that, because that was something really important, not just in DGA, but across campus-wide. That was a challenge, the QEP. Another challenge was 9-11 as well. Can you go into more detail about how you personally handled that and also serve our students at the same time. That that was a big moment too. Yeah. Because during 9-11, there was so much, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It was, was just like changed Muslim everything. Muslim students who come to our office crying because they felt, you know, the prejudices that were going on during that time and getting through that. I'm also curious, you know, having seen what international education was in a pre-9-11 world and in a post-9-11 world, um, how did you navigate those that, that transition and, and that trepidation to mm-hmm. encourage students to re-engage with, you know, other cultures, other countries, um, and just venture out again, similar to, I in some regards, what we're experiencing now with COVID and and how do we reconcile the pre-COVID world with the post-COVID world? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the 9-11 first and then we'll go to COVID. Um, so with 9-11, I saw a lot of you know professors trying to educate their students a little bit on the Islamic world and cultures and to... Um, try to combat that hate, you know, because it was a, it was difficult. I'm from New York and when I saw all, all that, I wanted to be home and to help and I was down here. I think the, the way to combat that hate <clears throat> is to bring about knowledge of culture, a knowledge of what it's like to, um, 
come what it was like for the students, the, the Muslim students at that time that were here at KSU and um, were having difficult times to, to bring about the cultural differences and to, and to make us realize that we are all humans. You know, um, when we look at the world, we're all global citizens. We're all citizens of this world. We might have come from the East, the West, the North, the South, doesn't matter. We're all here as one. And so you have to kind of make students realize that there are differences in cultures, but there are a lot of similarities, even though we think we're different. So I think that was important to get that message out to the students and to um, make them become more aware of and more em empathetic toward each other. You know, so like I said, I, I, I went to some of the classrooms, some of the uh, professors had asked me to, you know, do some presentations, which I did, and um, I enjoy doing things like that. And, um, and Dr. Paraka had a hijab day in one of our study aboards. And I think that was very interesting for students to wear the hijab for that day and to see what it was like um, for students um, who are not of uh, the Islamic faith. So different things like that really kind of helped, you know, to bring that gap. I see the impact of the international education piece where you're capitalizing on what is a tragic and unfortunate, just there are no words to describe the, the impact that September 11th had on so many, but using that, grasping onto that moment, that conversation, and using that as a way to introduce empathy and understanding to what is such a fraught um, and complex political cultural landscape at the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's very admirable. When you talk about international education, anyone can hear the passion that you have for this, for this field and not just for the field, but more importantly for the people in all aspects, whether they're students, staff, whether they're um, any kind of support for the traveler or the traveler themselves, you hear it in your voice and in your explanations. And I'm wondering what, what keeps you in this field? What's the number one anchoring uh, belief or idea that you have about international education that just if, if the tides come, if the winds come, you are staying with it, you believe in this, what makes you do that? Now, I'm not going to say that it's always easy. I'm, I'm not going to tell people who are just getting into the field that that life is always easy on this side. <laughs> um, you're going to go through changes, changes from what's happening in the world, um, the meet what's the media showing, the population of your student body. Um, and by that, I mean, there at one time, Nigeria was the largest population of students, and then it might've gone to Korea or, you know, so that plays an impact also. Um, so it's not always gonna be easy, but I think that my love and caring for our international students and scholars is probably, and I don't, can't say probably is the main reason that I stayed um, mm -hmm. because I've seen so many different um, aspects of our department um, growth wise, 
but I think that with all the the difficulties, you always have to have a compassion and that compassion is what keeps you uh, in a certain field. And um, for new people, it, it might mean that, it might not mean that you'll be here for 22 years at Kennesaw State, but it might mean a growth, whether it's um, doing other things in the international arena, because there's so many different things to get involved in. But Kennesaw State is definitely a, a training place that we have trained a lot of professionals. And, um, and I'm not just talking about staff, I'm talking about students. Um, we had one student from Kenya who opened up a Montessori school in Kennesaw City. And she opened up two Montessori schools in Georgia and now she's opened up a Montessori school in Nairobi, Kenya. So those are the type of things that, that we can be proud of when we see our students um, go into that. I've seen students go into the Peace Corps, uh, go into the military, but their international education at Kennesaw State has played a large role in that. And my daughter has been in the military for 17 years and she'll always say that being in the international affairs major here at KSU and the professors that she had, Dr. Kenyemi, Dr. Adibayo, so many different uh, professors that played an important role in her life and, and helped her to be where she is now. So the roles that we play here play an important part um, in our students and in our faculty, our international faculty that come here. I still get emails and letters from faculty that says, you know, their experience here plays such an important role when they went back home. So sometimes we don't realize um, how much we are doing, but we do play an important role in our students and our scholars. Those ripples are far reaching, aren't they? Wow, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing. I'm sure you have so many more stories up your sleeve. I'm waiting for that blog, Michelle, <laughs> or a book or something. I, I, I'd read it. So you have one follower already. <laughs> But Michelle, thank you so, so much for joining us today. You've shared a wealth of knowledge and I hope that the travelers and the listeners of this podcast and this episode specifically, were able to get a better foundation of knowledge about where we came from as DGA and also where we could go. Just listening to this, because I joined post-COVID, so that was an interesting journey, and then also seeing you and just journey with KSU, especially during the beginning of DGA Global Affairs, it's inspiring to see what we can do in the future uh, because we've done it before in the past. And now we just have a lot more technology and a lot more tools to get this information out there. So I, I really enjoyed this talk. I guess the question I is where to next? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you. that's a good point. Michelle, you are retiring. So we're going to want those travel pics. <laughs> God is my first choice, but I'm sure I'll visit other places. But um, as long as I'm healthy and physical fit, I probably still will travel. We wish you a happy retirement. Please come back and visit us. <laughs> Absolutely. We want to hear more stories and adventures. But this has been a really good talk. Lots of substance packed into this one. So thank you again, Michelle, for joining us and sharing the knowledge and travelers thank you for listening if you like this episode 
check out some of our past episodes. If you think they're pretty interesting, click that like button and don't forget to subscribe and follow us so you can get updates for when new episodes drop. And we would be most appreciative if you could leave a review. We hope you enjoyed this talk. And if you did, feel free to share with friends and family so that we all can talk about where to next.